Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. Your hosts of Girl Talk Monday's podcast, where we discuss the world of fashion, self-confidence, and everything in between. In this week's episode, we talk about our routines getting back to London, our work-life balance, book recommendations, why we sleep and dream, our daily star signs, and ghost stories. So welcome to Girl Talk Mondays. Mondays. Last week, we decided not to post a podcast episode in order to leave space for educational information and to respect the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, We really want to encourage you to keep educating yourself on the topic in order to improve the world that we all live in. It's not enough to be not racist. We all have to be actively anti-racist. And it's our responsibility to listen, to learn more, and to take action. So we just wanted to share a few resources that you could look to in case you wanted to educate yourself more. Um, So in terms of books, there's a few we want to mention. The first one is called So You Want to Talk About Race. The second one is called White Fragility. And then the third one, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And we also have a few shows on Netflix that we'd like to recommend. 13th, Explained the Racial Wealth Gap. Time, the Kelly Browder story, uh, When They See Us, and Who Killed Malcolm X. So we hope that you all take your own time, as I'm sure many of you have been doing, to learn and inform yourself. Um, I've never been a racist person growing up, but this is just time to really reflect on things that are happening in the world, that there is still injustice, and it's unfair, and it's just really sad to see. So we just wanted to mention this in the episode. And now we hope that you can enjoy our um, chat. And yeah, thanks for listening. So we're excited to get back into it. Anna and I are back in London together. We are. So we came back now. It's been like a week, I think. Yeah. That I came back from Paris. And mm-hmm. I came back from Sweden mm-hmm. pretty much on the same day. Feels like a long time, though. I know. Like, I feel like I've been it here forever. It feels like way more than a week. Yeah. Maybe it's because we've had a lot going on in our lives. Yeah. There's been a lot of, of new changes, which yeah. we can talk about. Yeah. But how was it for you coming back? Because you've been in Sweden for, like, nearly three months. three months. So how was it to, like, leave your family, come back mm-hmm. to living alone, getting mm-hmm. back into your routines here? Did you have any trouble with that? Um. Well, I feel like it's... One of my favorite routines at home was working out. And I had a treadmill in the garage and like... Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Fancy. And I had everything there. So it was kind of... It was really easy for me. And I also had one more hour in the mornings because I started at 10 a.m. in Sweden, but 9 here. So I could get up at like 6.45 there and I'd have so much time to do all the things I wanted to do, my whole morning routine. And here, I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m. Like, no, no. it's just like too early. I don't think I would wake up at 5 a.m. whatever Mm -hmm. the time zone was. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm not really on the same workout game that I was. And it it was really nice. So I miss that. But I think mostly the weird thing coming back and not being with your family is that I miss them every day. 
Mm-hmm. And like before, I didn't even think about it so much because I was so used to living on my own. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could just sit down with my mom and like watch this gardening show after, <laughs> after work. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because then I could separate life between work and things so much yeah, easier. That's true. And then now I'm I'm alone and I'm in a much smaller place as well. So it's hard for me because I work in my living room. And then, like, I sit on my couch and I just try to watch some Netflix later. But it's it's hard to separate work and life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice also to come back. Yeah. But nobody does clean anything here. I have to clean everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Like, I went to Paris because I was having a bit of a, like, not a breakdown, but I just felt kind of lost in terms of my personal life and a lot of other things and I needed time away because I was in London for like a month and a half completely by myself isolated in my apartment completely by myself mm-hmm. so the time that I spent in Paris was like so therapeutic because I was of course with my parents and I love them I'm so close with my family so I can just sit with them and talk to them all day yeah. I also had some time off of work because I was on furlough I don't know if I mentioned that Mm-hmm. But because I work in the buying department of my company and the store was closed, yeah, um, I was yeah, I was store. on furlough for a bit. So yeah. it was it was nice in the sense that I could be in Paris and not have to work. But also, I had a really good routine in terms of like waking up and doing Pilates or doing yeah. workouts. I love routine. Um, I love routine. Mm-hmm. I got like I started a new habit, which was meditation and mm-hmm. also reading one book a week. Mm-hmm. So I will read like every day and then have breakfast with my mom mm-hmm. and also get my tan going on because the weather was amazing. <laughs> um, so it was a really good time. And then when I left Paris, I felt like I, I found myself again. And I felt yeah. really happy and like everything was going well for me. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I got back in London and it's a bit of a like a readjustment process, but I yeah. generally feel like quite good. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to also keep to my routines, but on Monday, so like actually when the podcast goes oh, up. Yeah, you're starting yeah, tomorrow. I'm starting back at work and oh, in a new team as well. So it's oh, going to be, be really exciting. Are you nervous? A little bit, I but not think really. About it. I'm, I'm really like excited to get back into tomorrow. it because I feel like I've had some time off. It kind yeah. of put like a pause in my career in that aspect and mm-hmm. I'm ready. excited to to get back and continue learning and I'm also yeah. changing from the buying department um in accessories mm-hmm. to fine jewelry so it's going to be so a lot exciting. of like learning as well so yeah I'm excited but then I'm gonna have to find like a new routine in terms of when work comes back like yeah mm. my routine is going to change all over again Everyone but I think says. change is a good thing and Learning how mm-hmm. to adapt and be flexible is such an important skill because if you're mm-hmm. going to have, like, a crisis or feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. every time you have a change, mm-hmm. it's going to be quite difficult. <laughs> so learning how to yeah. adapt better is, like, what I'm trying to improve This year, on. this year is just literally throwing us all for a spin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello, 2020 is here to it's, mess you up. It's literally, I've oh, done that. It's crazy. Literally. Remember, it was, like, first it was the, the wildfires. Yeah. Then there was like hurricanes, massive yeah. winds. Yeah. Then Corona. Yeah. Then like loads of like riots. riots, even though there were a lot of peaceful ones. Like. Yeah. And then so many things have happened, yeah. and it's just like, what happens next? And then I saw in the news, it was like, the biggest hurricane ever is about to hit, and I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah. It's like, what more? Like, are you joking? You have you now? seen these things? It's like, congratulations, you made it to Jumanji. 
what is it, what is it called? <laughs> Level six. Oh, yeah. Hurricane season. <laughs> Literally, it's only been like, what, six months? Or I mean, but it's been six months. That's yeah, insane. Into 2020. I still think it's March. I know. I can't believe it's mid-June. I really I can't. It's I like, I feel like I went in a time machine. I know, me too. And like, came out in June. Came out confused. <laughs> yeah. No, that's me. Yeah, because... Like, beginning of March, everything was still fine. We were still working at the office. Yeah. We were still seeing each other in London. We were all going out as normal. But it changed very quickly. Changed very quickly. Yeah. But I think I, I am, like, glad in a sense that it happened the way it did for me because I really grew as a person with work, during this time. With work and, and like, personally. Yeah, with other like, things. Yeah. yeah, being able to spend, like, knowing I could spend a lot of time alone mm-hmm. um, and spending a lot of time, like, in my thoughts and develop like self-development I didn't Mm -hmm. focus as much on my self-development before but Mm -hmm. now I'm really like looking into how can I learn better like I just read a book last week called Limitless by Jim Quick and he's a um what's it called like memory and oh specialist yeah yeah learning coach Mm -hmm. so he's taught all kinds of celebrities and actors um, how to better like improve their memory, how to know their script line by line, remembering names better, hmm. being faster at reading. He has so like so many secret? great tips. It's all like little techniques and tactics. So mm-hmm. for example, if you want to remember names, he gives like a six step process. Like if someone talks to you and introduces them, you mm-hmm. re- you shake their and repeat their name back to them. Mm-hmm. In the conversation, you also say their name again. Mm-hmm. In your head, you can associate their name with something familiar to you because mm-hmm. memory is about connecting connect places, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you connect places in your mind and yeah. if you can visualize it and yeah like take this new piece mm-hmm. of information and relate it to something you already know that's already in mm-hmm. your brain you all have a better chance of remembering it i Otherwise, used to it do that in high school when i had tests i would make up words for like all the different mm-hmm. things i needed to know for an exam so it'd be like ad or something and mm-hmm. it would be like you was for something p mm-hmm. was for something like it was all the yeah. different topics, which is interesting. I also would do, like, if you had in, like, English literature, like, vocabulary to remember, oh, yeah. I would create a story. So, like, this is one of the tactics that he also explains. You can create a story with all these words or phrases that you need to remember. And even if you have a speech to prepare, let's say, you can use your, like, five or ten key points of your speech, mm-hmm. write them down, and then the way to memorize it is just create an easy narrative. And it can be stupid, it can mm-hmm. be silly... But you'll mm-hmm. better remember it when you affiliate words with each other rather than just remembering a bunch of random things that have no connection. Yeah. So things like self-development in that aspect. Yeah. Also, because I'm reading one book a week, like speed reading, speed reading is really important for me and mm-hmm. how to learn how, like, how you can read faster because you don't need to always read line by line mm-hmm. in depends order to on get the all kind the information. Of book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do generally read... I don't skip through, but you mm. can kind of skim in certain ways looking at key information. Or if you read using your finger to glide you, mm-hmm. you'll be faster. Because naturally when people read books, their voice is inside their head as they're reading line by line. Yeah. So you pronounce every single word in your head as you're reading, and that mm-hmm. slows you down dramatically. So if you can read, and I'm still like trying to improve on this, but if you can read without pronouncing everything in your brain as you read, mm-hmm. you'll be so much faster. Faster picking up because information. Because, yeah, you read faster than your eyes can, like, speak. Faster than you... you know, I mean, mm-hmm. your eyes move faster than you can speak. Yeah. So hmm. that's also interesting. And I did, like, an exercise to know, how, like, what my speed is in terms of 
words per minute that I read. And to then in in like to then have a goal. Of yeah, to do it. Yeah, really faster. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just about, like, learning how to, be- you know, improve your memory, your reading speed, learning how to learn. Um, yeah. But I've been reading books on that, on, like, mm-hmm. um, what is it called? Manifestation, vi- mm-hmm. like, I, visualizing, yeah, it's one po- having things. a positive, like, outlook on life. Yeah. And then, like, some history books, and I'm reading one on sleep right now. So mm-hmm. lots of interesting stuff mm-hmm. that I've been doing, and I'm going to keep at it when I start back at work, too, because... Learning and reading is something that I love to do, and I didn't make yeah. enough time for it before. So it's easy to forget. It's I mean, easy to forget because I feel like you've been on this self development journey, and I've mm-hmm. just been on this journey of confusion and like insane <laughs> amount of work. And then now yeah, I'm like yeah. coming out of it and thinking. I mean, honestly, like I think my body's still stressed from it because you mm-hmm. can see, like, I have loads of breakouts on my forehead, mm-hmm. um, and my digestion is just it's not happy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm still like I have one big chunk of you know work off my shoulders, which my, was my thesis. Right. Yeah. But that was a huge stress for you. Honestly, you had a full time job and thesis and social media and the podcast. But honestly, like I don't know how I was doing it. Now when I'm thinking about it, I literally didn't have a break. Yeah. Like I would go to bed sometimes, and I would just like cry, and I would wake up and go to the gym at six a.m. <laughs> and then go to bed dead at 11 and like cry oh my gosh yeah yeah that was my life for like three months so I never had a rest yeah you were just overworked and you had too many things on your plate and so much emotional stuff like I had a breakup yeah with like the the one person I thought I was gonna be married to you know it's not and then all these things like I kind of made jokes it was not an easy time I was joking about it Mm -hmm. because it was so much for me to comprehend Mm -hmm. but now when I'm like kind of in well I'm in a different situation than I was then because I had even more stress back then um and now I'm trying to calm my body down I'm trying to calm myself down but there's still that I kind of realized that I didn't deal with that emotional trauma in a way yeah and I pushed it aside yeah um so yeah I feel like you've had this like really amazing (laughs) self-development time yeah and I've just been like running um running a marathon running a marathon and I'm really tired to be honest (laughs) yeah hopefully it's come to the end of the marathon for you (laughs) I'm tired but I actually got asked the other day it was like when was the last time you woke up without an alarm clock and I was like I have no idea Oh, really? It was before. But how many hours of sleep do you get a night? It depends. Usually I try to go for seven. The optimum, it says in the book that I'm reading, is eight. I know. Otherwise, you just operate on less efficient. Mm -hmm. um, I need to get eight. Like effort during the day and your your concentration starts to wear down. Yeah. I mean, some nights I've had like four or five. But it's hard, especially if you're like... Yeah, students or your body clock is operating differently. Like something interesting that I read in the book, it's called Why We Sleep. Uh, It's written by a PhD scientist. And he mentioned something interesting about, you know, like morning people versus night people as well. Yeah. That your body clock actually is operated differently. So like Anna, Mm -hmm. for example, likes to wake up early in the morning and sleep earlier at night. Yeah. But then my body clock likes to sleep a bit later at night and wake up later in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then society, by making us all work at a certain amount of time, like mm-hmm. a certain time of the day in the morning, actually makes it 
more inefficient and more difficult for the people who have a body clock that operates more at, at night. night. Yeah. Because therefore we tend to sleep like at one or two and then we have to wake up at seven just like the morning people. Mm-hmm. But so, the morning people are so excited. But the morning people are so excited <laughs> and energized and ready for their yeah, day and yeah. the evening people can't start working properly until, until like, like 11. 11 or 12 yeah. and that it's actually... Um, I, I'm done know, at four. It's like inequality with the way inequality. The, the no, 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 no. That's the wrong <laughs> word. Unfairness. It's it's not. It's uns- like, I mean, yeah, because I mean, society has chosen like when we're supposed to go to work. Exactly. But I mean, because you can't actually. You can. Tr- yeah, you can reprogram your body clock. Yeah, you can. But it's also uh, in genetics, which is what oh, really? they explain. And oh. it makes perfect sense because my dad has a job where he works until two, three a.m. And my mm-hmm. mom used to be a flight attendant where she worked, like, overnight hours a lot. Mm-hmm. So both of my parents, when I was young, I would go to sleep fairly late. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way I was Is it the same with up. your um, siblings? Yeah. Because my sister tends to wake up earlier than everyone else, but she mm-hmm. also doesn't sleep very early. She's, like, she just runs on not a lot of sleep. That's not good. But my brother is, is like me. He's more yeah. of a night owl than yeah. I am but I'm trying to like reprogram this in the sense that I'm trying to sleep earlier yeah. and I, I also have at home like uh curtains that are not full blackout curtains which mm-hmm. means that when when it gets light outside I wake up I wake up uh, right which, now it's getting light at like 4 30 yeah so, so I wake up at like 6 30 and yeah. then I go back to bed for a bit but it's like actually that. not a good thing to no. not have blackout curtains because it disrupts your sleep yeah. But it, it's kind of helping me wake up earlier in yeah. that sense. But, you know, I actually... Let's talk about that for a second. I can't sleep when it's completely pitch black. Oh, you can't? I can't. I get such no, a... No, 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 no. When it's pitch black, I get the most restful no. sleep I've ever I had. I always think someone is standing looking at me. Really? Or, like, in the room. Yeah, I'm really scared. You no, need I to can't. see what's in the room. I need to at bed. least, like, see that if I open my eyes when I'm asleep, I can see if there's someone in front of me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I need to be able to see if something would happen. Do you like to sleep with your door closed or open? Open. Ah. And I like to sleep towards the door. Remember when I was in your in your room and I slept over and I slept yeah. with my head towards the door? I could not sleep. I remember. I had to turn around. No, your head was facing the window. You wanted to face the door. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You didn't want to face the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I love sleeping in like pitch black darkness. That's when I get the best sleep and I could sleep for hours like that without even knowing what time it is. No, I can't. But I also um, like to sleep facing the window. What does that say about me? Does that say that I I need control of the situation? I mean, I sleep with the door closed. I... Even mm-hmm. in my own apartment by myself, mm-hmm. I close my door. I sleep with mine open, but I know that my ex used to always be like, why are you keeping it open? And I was like, what do you mean, why am I keeping it open? Nobody else lives in here. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 we have to close it. I just feel more comfortable when it's closed. I feel like I'm in my my private space, even though the whole yeah. apartment is my space. I don't know. I just feel I like... I just like, like it like that. But I feel like when it's closed... I don't know if anything else would happen in the apartment. Right. Like, I have this... I think because when I go to hotels, too, I always check where the, all the fire exits are and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have this, like, in me, I have this really huge need for survival. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm very... Like, no, but I... Anna is a survival no. enthusiast. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? 
Like I'm always on edge. Yeah, like, yeah. You're always alert. I'm always like you notice everything on the street. Anything like that's true. Anything yeah. weird. Anything weird. A guy driving fast or a bicyclist. Yeah, I do. I notice, notice everything. It. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why because mm-hmm. I'm scared. Maybe. I don't know. And I can't sleep with my brother and I used to have so many fights because. We slept in the same room when we were home, but he was only home for like five days, and then I left. Mm. And he likes pitch black. Mm. I can't sleep when it's pitch black. <laughs> and so I was, it felt like we were children again, because I was like, open the door! <laughs> he was like, no! <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem with my brother when we were really young, because I would I like... No, but we're 20 and 22. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had this problem when we were like 14 or so, yeah. and he was like 11, mm-hmm. because I liked sleeping with pitch black as well, and my brother wanted to have a night light. So like, that's the Aww, opposite. I like, had that when I was a little. A night light and pitch black is like... I had a night light. So the way we could compromise was no night light and the door is open. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best version. I mean, I have my door open now, that's what I have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And how do you sleep? Do you sleep in like a specific position? I sleep all over the place. Like, if I have the bed for myself, I'll sleep, like, spread out. <laughs> or I'll, I like to, I move a lot. So, like, I'll roll around constantly, um, even when I am, like, asleep. So, before I fall asleep, I'll, like, move around to get a comfortable position. And then when I fall asleep, I'll notice that I woke up in a completely different position than what I was in. <laughs> so. I don't do that. I literally you sleep, I fall like, asleep. straight. No, but I, I sleep on my side towards the door yeah so I'm always like <laughs> always on the same yeah, side. yeah always on the same side of my bed um and I literally I always wake up in the exact same position I fell asleep it's funny because my mom and I we we're like dead people when we're sleeping yeah. you can't even hear us breathing we just go to sleep and it takes a half a second to fall asleep we lay in the exact same position and then we just get up in the same position oh my god yeah isn't that crazy isn't that <laughs> yeah, a bit weird is- yeah, but you must sleep really well. How do I you do. sleep at night? It's really good. Yeah. I mean, if I have... Do you dream a lot? It depends. Right now, I'm not dreaming. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with some stress. I don't know why I'm so stressed. Yeah. I think I'm stressed about my life. Yeah. And when you have a lot on your mind. Yeah. I think but I have a lot on my mind. it's healthy to go through, like, a dream state and a deep sleep state. And if you don't have a bit of both, yeah. then you're not really well rested. Oh, no, also, I good sleep a... helps with memory recovery. Like yeah, yeah. things that you learned the evening before, the day before. If you have yeah. really good sleep, you'll wake up remembering it better. Yeah, yeah, true. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's interesting. and I feel like I go through phases when I have loads of dreams. And either they're amazing or they're all bad. Hmm. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I have dreams where I'm scared. I actually had one last, um, like, two nights ago where my brother and I, I don't know why, but he had broken his leg. And we were at a football stadium. And this football stadium was on a hill. And then I drove there, and my brother always wanted to go to this football game, you know? And I walked down to the line, and someone started shooting. And he was on crutches, so I told him, I was like, run! But he has crutches, so he was going slowly up the hill towards the car. Mm-hmm. So, and then the gunman came close to him, so he jumped off the hill with a broken leg, and I screamed so much that I woke up sweating, but because I thought he would die. <laughs> and like, this is the dreams I'm dreaming right now. And it feels so real. It feels so like real. Some dreams are so realistic that you wake up and you... Yeah. You're not sure whether that happened or not. But I woke up and I was so 
uncomfortable. Like I had this knot in my stomach that was so big. And I was like, why am I dreaming about my brother jumping off the cliff? Yeah. After before a gunman shoots him. Like what am I dreaming about? Yeah, that's true. Actually, I I didn't get to this part yet in the book, but there is a section on like why we dream certain dreams, yeah. Yeah. Why we dream certain dreams and it will be interesting to know because dreams they do like mm-hmm. come from some aspect of I always google it. your reality. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't your brain doesn't completely think of these random things. Yeah. Like that's why there's always familiar faces in your yeah. dreams because yeah. it takes from the reality. Yeah. Or like if you're you have a thought that you're constantly thinking about mm-hmm. or something worrying like maybe mm. it's work, you might dream about mm. work, maybe it's a relationship, you might mm dream something to do with that mm-hmm. so it must mean yeah. something I, it probably means that I'm scared for the health of my um, yeah, family members family. Yeah. yeah Um. so yeah. yeah and I just I, I always have whenever there's anything bothering me or if I'm worried for example if I'm like you know feeling if tomorrow I have to pay my rent mm-hmm. if I'm like worried about it for some reason I don't know why I get worried about doing things that are like important yeah and then, I'm the same. I, I cannot fall asleep if yeah, I have if a lot on my mind like yeah, that. So what I do I is do I it. just write things down mm-hmm. or like get up and do it. Sometimes I can't be bothered, but at night, mm-hmm. like I wake up and I have this overpowering thought or like something I need to just do, do. Yeah. whether it's on my computer yeah. or whatever. So instead of like just falling back asleep and thinking, no, I'll deal with it later, I know my mind is going to keep thinking about it yeah. all night. So yeah. I'll just get up and do it. Yeah, I know. Or like, go back. even I have these thoughts sometimes. If I leave like one dish in the, what's it called? In the, sink. in the sink. And then I go into my bed and then I'm like, I left one dish in the sink. Yeah. And then I'm laying in my bed and I was like, I'm not going to get up. It's fine. I can just do it in the morning. Yeah. And then I lay there. I'm like, I left the one dish <laughs> in the sink. And then I'm like, that's it. I'm getting up. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> and then because I go it there. distracts you. Yeah, because you I'm like, relax. because also I just feel like I set certain standards for myself. Yeah. And then I don't live up to it. Like right now, my apartment is a mess of clothes. I have so many clothes. I don't even know what to do with Why them. Why are you doing a closet clean out? Because I can't fit my no clothes. Space. Yeah, because I literally, I was taking out my summer clothes, and I realized I had four boxes of summer clothes, Mm. and I also have summer clothes in my wardrobe, Mm. and I don't know what to do. I have so much stuff, so I'm going to sell stuff on Depop, guys, if you're interested. Yeah, doing a clean-out. I'm going to be doing a clean-out, too, because I'm moving apartments. Oh, yeah, you have to talk about it. You have to talk us through the where you found it. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it, like, in too much detail, like, about where exactly, but I am... Moving in with my brother uh, in a month's time because my brother is in law school now and he has his final year of university mm-hmm. and I'm living alone and my brother's living with a roommate and my sister lives with two friends. It just makes sense. So it makes sense for us to just yeah. live together. My sister is probably not going to stay in London anyway, so my brother and I are going to move into like a nice two-bedroom together and I've been doing all the apartment hunting this week because I had a week in London before going back to work and... I'm here and my brother is not, so... Oh, he's not? No, he's not mm. in London right now. He went back to Paris for, like, the summer. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not going to be back until, like, September, so I'll have... Are you going to move his stuff? No, no, no. He still has his old apartment. Oh, he's going to have it until so, he yeah. comes back. Yeah. Oh, okay, But okay. it's just me because my lease ends in mid-July, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm going to move in sooner. But it will be really nice because it's a big space. It's just good to have a fresh start. So I looked around like Colborne area and mm-hmm. then Westminster and I decided to go 
for Westminster because it's closer to me. It's closer. That's why. <laughs> it's closer to Anna, so we can still walk to each other's places. Yeah, that's true. No, just because be it is like quite. Yeah, it's not too far away from where I lived before, and I like the area, and it feels really safe for me, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And it's practical to get to work and other yeah, places. Yeah, it's very practical. So, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yay! So lots of exciting things. Yeah. We were talking about Back it before. Work, new apartment. And, yeah, there's, like, nothing that is the same, except that we have mm. the same families. Yeah, which exactly. is insane. And, like, a lot of the same friends. Yeah, our life, if we think about it, like, now versus six months ago. It's so different. It's changed drastically. But I think for most people. Yeah. Like, for right now, people, yeah. everything is changing and for I everyone. And I think mentally as well. Like, I'm so yeah. much more, um, like, evolved or more, like, yeah, yeah. aware of myself now yeah. than six months ago. I've had, like, so much reflection time, which has been so important for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing. But yeah. we were also going to talk about... A little bit about astrology and horoscopes. Like always. <laughs> we always <laughs> add this. <laughs> when we don't know what to talk about, horoscopes is a great one. Okay, are we going to do that? Yes. I think we should because I downloaded this app that Anna has um, that she mentioned in the podcast a couple of times called CoStar. And I find it really interesting because you learn about your sign in comparison to like the moon, the sun, different planets, and what that means about you. And I am, I wouldn't say like I'm a, a super firm believer in everything, but I can find like a bit of truth in everything. Oh, I think, look. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it says similar to Bianca. Oh, okay. in, in like certain things. <laughs> We're going to compare okay, sorry. ourselves. Um, but maybe we can just go over like our overview mm-hmm. o- overview uh-uh. it's like my where characteristics so i'm sagittarius where? wait wait what where where here mine is like this Where's your mine? chart 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 oh there <laughs> <laughs> looks like that oh uh, weird okay anyways i mean um uh, check okay. my full chart oh yeah there it is okay okay, okay. okay. oh yeah but that's always like that the first ones are always like that yeah okay well you should just <laughs> explain so the sun, because so there are different, I don't, I can't really explain this deeply, but there's like, it relates your star sign to different planets, which are, yeah, different planets in different houses, different numbers, basically. Mm-hmm. The sign, the sun, the moon. Oh, yeah. And the, the houses. The houses, I don't really understand how the houses work. I think we should learn about this in depth. Before we start talking about it. No, no. <laughs> I think we can read this out. But I mean, for like another episode, it would be really interesting to really go into detail on this. Yeah, I want people it. to do this. I want people to download this. I love this app. Yeah. Maybe we can find a guest. If anyone knows of any guests who are yeah. like specialists in yeah. horoscopes yeah. and astrology and in astrology, people's yeah. signs, would that would be that. amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, but okay, so the sun is what determines your ego, your identity, and your role in life. It's the core of who you are, and it's the sign you're most likely already to know. Mm-hmm. So my sun is in Sagittarius because that's my star sign. It means that I'm fundamentally curious, restless, and independent. I have a strong thought-through idea about meaning and what's right or wrong, and I'm interested in pushing the boundaries of the existent and live to be free and to learn. Mm-hmm. It's in my 10th house, meaning I feel the need to distinguish myself from others through goals, success, and responsibility. <laughs> Which I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. What's mine? Mine's in Leo, of course. My yeah. son's in Leo. 
Um, meaning you're fundamentally bold and proud, you love attention and to be cared for, you pay it back in kind with your charm and your ability to make people feel better when they're blue. You know what your skills are and how to use them. It's in your 11th house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through social status, including platonic and casual friends. <laughs> Great. Makes me sound <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Along with your hopes, wishes, and dreams. Mm-hmm. What's your moon in? The moon is in Gemini. Mine's in Pisces. So the moon is what rules your emotions, your mood, and your feelings. This is likely the sign you most think yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. So my moon is in Gemini, meaning I'm an emotional person who's often restless and unsettled. I'm extremely adaptable, which sometimes makes me feel pulled into many directions. I'm easily bored and need to feel like I can be free to be creative and create meaning for my life, which can feel like I'm in a constant identity crisis. <laughs> but I kind of think that it's kind of true because I do often feel like I'm in an identity crisis and like I constantly want to find myself again and improve myself yeah. and I have like different realizations. Like I'm very much in my own yeah. mind. So I think that that's, mm. that's kind of true. Mine, so this is all about emotions. I don't think these change, actually. I think these are quite stagnant. I think yeah. this is... Yeah. Um, this is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Your moon is in Pisces, meaning your emotional self is empathetic, dreamy, sensitive, and gentle. This is true, actually. Mm-hmm. You feel very vulnerable much of the time and desperately wish for a partner who deeply understands you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's in your sixth house, meaning you find security and safety through routines, which is like yeah. the, so true. That I mean, this app true. is so spot on. It's a bit scary. Yeah. I mean, I think you either believe in it or you don't. No, but this compared to anything I've ever seen, this yeah, app is so yeah, on point because you have to put in your exact birth time. Yeah, that's true. So, which I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. The next one is called Ascendant. Your Ascendant is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet them. So, my ascendant is in Aquarius, meaning that I come across as broad-minded, intellectual, prone to abstraction, though somewhat detached or abrupt in my dealings with the real world. Mm. Mm. Mine is... Oh, it also says some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so mine is Virgo, meaning you come across as precise, diligent, peace-seeking, and organized. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. You may be a bit too attached to work, details, and the Mm. pursuit of perfection, which sometimes make you seem a bit boring. I mean, that's true. Mm. Okay, Mercury. So, Mercury determines how you communicate, talk, think, and process information. It also indicates how you learn. Mm-hmm. So my Mercury is in Sagittarius. Uh, makes true. Makes sense. Mine's Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning your intellect is expansive, boundary pushing, and independent. Mm-hmm. Through my sincere and irreverent curiosity about everything, I have a critical opinion of most things. A big picture thinker, I find myself unconcerned with details. Mm. I tend to be fairly sarcastic and make other yeah. people feel uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I'm Certain Leo. people. <laughs> it's in my 11th house, meaning I'm curious mm. and inclined to analyze my friends, how to make an impact on people, <laughs> and my political life. Mm-hmm. Mine's also in my actual star sign, Leo. Um, 
Your intellect is persuasive, idealistic and bold, a natural leader, you speak articulately and with confidence, you use creativity and warmth to win others' attention, you may come off as overbearing or conceited. Has anyone actually told you that they think I'm conceited? No. No? Actually, no. Really? Have they told you that? No. I've heard that people think I'm very down-to-earth. Yeah, you are (laughs) down-to-earth. I think maybe, like, it depends on... Maybe, like, a a different Leo is quite conceited, but I don't think you are. Yeah. It depends on the situation. It's But it makes me really happy when people say that I'm really down-to-earth. Yeah, you are. I mean, I I can throw in some very down-to-earth comments. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, you are. Yeah. Okay, should we read the next one? My my Venus is also in Leo. Like nearly oh, all of mine, mine are is in Leo. Capricorn. A lot of mine are in Leo. Okay, I want to read Venus because this determines how and what we love. It oh, indicates yeah. how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to. Of course, this is Leo for me. <laughs> <laughs> my Venus is in Capricorn, meaning my romantic side is somewhat repressed in the name of responsibility and rationality. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like you don't care about love. You're extremely cautious and appreciate stability. Yeah. It's in your 12th house, meaning that... For you, love is often expressed in privacy, secrets, and introspection. Same. So mine says, your Venus is in Leo, meaning your romantic side is idealistic AF, (laughs) which is true. Yeah. You need a lot of love, care, and validation in return. You don't hold anything back. That's very true. This is really true. Yeah. I think mine is also true, but like passion and romance in general is so important to me, but it is true that like... I am more... Takes yeah. the backseat a little bit. Yeah, but, like, it's yeah. true that when it comes to love, I I kind of lose my sense of rationality a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, like, do like to be more private, and I do appreciate stability. Should we just yeah. read about our... Um, let's do yeah. our update for today. Our updates for today. Mine, I've already read mine. It's not that interesting. What does it say? Mine says... Let's see. Try to interact honestly with reality every second of your life. This is one I'm getting a lot of the time right now. <laughs> yeah. Which I understand because I'm constantly thinking about my future self. Okay, yeah. Because I'm not fully happy with, like, my relationship, like, my ex-relationship mm-hmm. and, like, how that made me feel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm thinking a lot about what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why it's telling me to really hone in on now and not think about what's going to happen in five years because it's not that time yet. Right. I think that's something that's hard for me as well because I yeah. love to think about what am I going to be doing in, in five future. years? Where but am I going to be? It puts you in a bad position. It's Yeah, it's hard because you can't live your life like that because yeah. you can't plan it for certain. Like, it's good to have goals and aspirations, but mm-hmm. if you think too much about it, it doesn't make you live in the moment. Like, I realized... I was not always living in the moment, and that's something I'm working on. It's yeah. like enjoying and being happy every single day. Yeah. And knowing what I'm doing now is going to be enough for the future, but without thinking too much about what I'm going to do next weekend, what I'm, am I going to do in two months, what am I going to mm. do in a year. Yeah, because that's not always what's the most important about how you feel in the moment. Right. And I think that also kind of reflects how you feel about your life. Mm. Because if you're thinking like, oh, God, what am I going to do next weekend? I think that kind of tells you that... Maybe you feel like you need to plan everything mm-hmm. out. Otherwise, you won't be happy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's this whole yeah, thing about yeah. being scared of being alone again. Yeah. I think everyone has that fear. I think that's the biggest fear in the world for everyone yeah, is to be hard. alone. Yeah, because you don't want to be too much in your thoughts because I'm an overthinker as well. Me too. So. I think everyone is. Yeah. Oh, my God, this got really depressing. Okay. okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, let me just read the other one. Okay. You're picky, but just for today. You don't need to concede. The world will do that for you. If you need something you're not getting, ask for it. It can be hard to stay when you want to run. Um, oh, actually, I read this this morning. Mm. Uh, yeah. You're not a bad person for wanting to change. Don't confuse flightiness and lack of accountability with flexibility. The broader focus of your life during this time is to use your excess empathy to lend emotional support to others. This is this has been there, like that part of the text, for a month now. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. It was a part of my text that has been here like forever. Month yeah. May. This moment is an opportunity to take stock of your life. What have you learned? What will you leave what will you leave behind? And what are your intentions with your one life? Mm. It's very intense. Yeah, this app is very intense. It's so intense. It's like it tells you the truth in a way that's not that nice to hear no. all the time. Sometimes it's like you it's are like feeling really honest, really bad today. I'm like, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Mine, the funniest one was when it said, you shouldn't punish yourself for not having love. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You're like, good morning. Thank you. <laughs> okay, what's yours today? So it says, finish what you start. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is a good one, I think. You should always finish what you start. Yeah. You feel curious right now. Give yourself permission to live an exciting life. Don't be afraid to let your cracks show. Your cracks are what make you irresistible. This month, you have to make a choice between optimism and reality. You're not your best self when you evade. Focus on knowing yourself and what you lack. Measure yourself against truth, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. The broader focus of your life during this time is to use your excess empathy to lend emotional support to others. Mm. Your life can feel like a trap, but it isn't. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to lose something to be able to start yourself up again. That's true. That's so true. That is very, very, very true. If it's not serving you anymore, yeah. Yeah. And that's been there for, like, the whole month. Ah. So. These kids are so accurate. interesting. Oh, my God. You know what I did? So there's this one girl on YouTube that I watched for quite a while, and she used to do just a lot of, like, beauty videos, loads of fashion videos. Um, Her name is Polina Baragova, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't watched her videos for, like, three years. Mm -hmm. And then I just thought of her for some reason. And I was on the treadmill in Sweden. I was like, why don't I just search her name and see what she's doing? Mm. And she switched to doing a lot of spirituality um, content. And then it was one that was like, it was Oracle cards. I think we should go when this lockdown is over. Not just lockdown, but when you can actually start going to places. I think we should go and get like Oracle readings Mm -hmm. just for fun. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm scared they're going to be like, you are going to be alone forever. (laughs) And I'll be like, great. This is wonderful. Yeah. I believe in it, but you really believe in it. Yeah, I do. So. Like, I'm like, please be nice to me. (laughs) Because I really, really believe Let you. Let me down gently, please. Don't yeah. say anything too bad. But basically, there's like, she tells you, okay, I have three stacks of cards. And then she's like, okay, choose one, two, or three. Let your emotions guide you to which card you want to choose. And then she pauses for a while, and then you just choose. And then she's like, now you have to stick with that card. So I, I picked two for the first one, and she started reading. And you skip to like where she starts on section number two. And then... It was just so creepy because she started reading and it was like exactly what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I skipped to one and three to see if it was the same. Like if I was like, oh, I'm going through this as well. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like completely different situations. It was so scary. She was like, this has been happening. You've been putting emotional daggers in your back. And now you're working yourself so hard and you don't remember who you are. And like <sighs> exactly 
And then I skipped to the other ones and it was like, you're feeling great. And the other one was like, oh, you have some family issues. And you know what? It was so weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how like, can it be so accurate? It's n- yeah. There's no way that this is just by chance. Yeah. That it's so accurate down to the T. Yeah. I want to really look into this more and read more yeah. about like how how does this actually work? Where does this information come from? I think it's just literally you it's attract astrology. you attract it and I don't know. and attraction yeah the law yeah. of attraction exactly. I think honestly it has to do with that. Yeah, and I know a lot of people like I'm really into these things and I have been for a long time, um, but it's not that I'm like just really into reading about astrology all the time. I just know. That whenever, if I put something out there, like, I'm like, oh, I really love a green coat from Prada. And then, like, <laughs> randomly, it just appears in my life, which is really weird. But, like, mm-hmm. that's a weird thing to say. But yeah. or, or if I'm like, oh, I'd love to get my eyebrows done. Four days later, yeah. I get a message on Instagram from this amazing eyebrow lady. Yeah, I really believe Like, in things that. like that. Yeah, I agree. And I try to do it. But the thing is with the law of attraction is you cannot force something no. So you can't forcefully... That's when I know when I think of something that I want in my life and there's a force behind it, like I feel like there's a blockage in me, it's not possible. Yeah, I agree. And also I feel like I can feel like spirits. So if but I told you this, remember, in Paris. Yeah. When I was in the apartment, I was oh, like, there's something in You know in what here. we should do for an episode? Maybe we should have someone time. come in for that too. We should, yeah, we should talk about ghost stories. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to die. No, we should. I live by myself. I'm going to have to <laughs> employ someone to be in a relationship with me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we've both had these kind of like supernatural experiences and I believe in it. I mean, I've had, yeah, I've had it, but nothing, like, intense where, like, someone, like, throws a knife at me or something. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, nothing like that. No, but I've had a couple of strange experiences, to say the least, Mm -hmm. which it could be interesting to... Oh, I don't know about this. You didn't tell me these things. Maybe I didn't. No. I might have mentioned it, though, but, Mm. but wait, that can be a good topic. Yeah. Ghost stories. But for example, I can't, I can't, whenever I go somewhere, if I go on vacation or something like that, I can't sleep in rooms where I know there's something in there. Yeah. This is the thing. How do you know there's something in there? I just feel it. Right. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Which is the weird thing. Like when I went to Paris and I slept in that room, it was like there was a man sitting on the couch. Yeah. I could feel it too. You felt it too. in the daytime, something felt off about that. Something felt off about my room, right? And I slept in there every night and I told this ghost or whatever it was, I'm getting shivers now (laughs) because I slept in there every night. I know. But I told him, I literally. When you went in the living room and the other parts of the apartment, it was fine. But when you went in your room, something It was was like dark. Yeah. 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 And I literally, what I did, I'm getting actual shivers right now. I opened the window and I told I was like leave get out <laughs> and I but I knew there was something in there like even when I was sleeping and actually in my dream one night oh my god I'm scaring myself so much now <laughs> and it's like 10 p.m at night right yeah now. I'm scared but in my dream I literally like there was a man that like that was in the room and like and then he walked through the door and then I opened the door, and he was standing on the other side. In Paris. Yeah, in my oh. dream. And I woke oh, up. You told me this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is the man that's in this room. Yeah. For sure. I believe that. And I kept sleeping there. Yeah. What was my choice? I mean, I didn't I have know, a choice. You, yeah, it's true. You told me you were... I hated felt like it. you were haunted by him. I hated it. Yeah. Like, I really hated it. You were considering just sleeping in the living room. Yeah, I was. 
And then guess what? Law of attraction, you ended up out of that apartment. Yeah, and it's like the nicest apartment in the world. In like a museum. (laughs) So you get what you you attract. Yeah, I know, but I was hopeless there for a while. And sometimes like you go into, um, I mean, yeah, because first I didn't have anywhere to stay. I know this and was a whole chaos. This was story honestly on its own. like this whole part of my life was interesting. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, wasn't it great to live in Paris for two months?" I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. We know that story. Yeah, I know. But so, uh, yeah. Oh, I really scared myself there. I can't. <laughs> I can't believe I kept doing. Okay, that. how can we end this on a positive note? I don't now? know. I'm scared now. <laughs> don't think of ghosts. No, there's no ghosts in here. It's so new as well. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think it would be good to talk about that. I'm um, going to get scared, though. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. No, you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. If you believe in it, then it's like... It's actually kind of less know. scary. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, accepting... Like, a lot of people don't believe it, but then a lot of people do think there's, like, a greater thing outside yeah, of the world than we're in now. There's and I different think that's quite levels. scary, but also quite interesting to think about. I think there's so many different things that are interacting in this world mm-hmm. that we don't even see. Yeah. And probably they don't even see us either. Yeah. You know, I have one conspiracy theory that actually we're all just a part of a game. And there's, like, someone sitting up there controlling everything that happens in this world to mm-hmm. see what happens. And now they're like, too many people. Oh, corona. Is there not something, like, a documentary about this? I don't know. Or, I feel like I've heard this not that long ago. I think I told you this before. Maybe you did. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's a really interesting theory. Like, I would love to learn more. And Like, like I'm. this is the thing. I'm very open-minded. So mm-hmm. it's not that I easily believe things, but it's that... I like to be challenged and yeah. convinced intellectually, and I, I believe that nothing is impossible, actually. Yeah. I think there's some truth to a lot of things. Yeah. Whereas some people might think certain scenarios, certain conspiracy theories are completely crazy, it's impossible, this has happened. I, you know, if I'm convinced, if there's all the information there, or a good amount of information, I can believe that there's a certain truth to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that makes... Yeah, so that makes the world interesting because there's always more than what meets the eye. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to end this episode here. It's getting late. It's getting late. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this, like, just laid back chat. Yeah. Um, Next week it will be just Anna and I, but then Mm -hmm. we have some more guest speakers coming your way. So that will be quite exciting. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.